In today's episode of That One Thing, are you thinking of quitting or letting go of your job? Perhaps you're just ready for something new or you want to take your career to the next level. So, what to do? When is the best time to say, it's time to go? Hello! <laughs> yes, welcome to our TOT episode 8. And by the time we release this podcast, we're probably done with a week of enhanced community quarantine. COVID cases are still rising and our government might extend this ECQ if the numbers mm-hmm. would not go down. It's just frustrating that we have to go through this process over and over again. Hmm, hoping for the best. Mm -hmm. I can say stay at home, wear your mask, do social distancing, boost your immune system, follow all the precautionary measures, and do what we have to do. However, I know it's not the same for everyone. Some are struggling and trying to survive with their day-to-day. Yes, and we're still blessed to have the option to work from home Mm -hmm. because it can shield us from getting infected by the virus. Yes, for some, they don't really have a choice but to go outside and find ways not to starve and survive. Yes, we are truly blessed and I'm so grateful for that opportunity to work from home. The mere fact that I have a job is something that I am already thankful for. Mm. And despite how grateful we all are for the work-from-home setup, I've been hearing stories of people quitting their jobs amidst Mm -hmm. the pandemic. I feel it wouldn't be the best decision to leave, so I wonder why. Where do they get the strength to let go? (laughs) The strength lies within you, Rose. (laughs) Are you saying it is not the best decision for the time being because it is a pandemic season and finding a stable job would be a challenge? Yes. There are a lot of things for me. I would need to consider before leaving, especially now with our situation. Almost everyone is going through something. And I myself do not want to add another layer of anxiety to what I have right now by thinking, how am I going to survive the next six months on probationary? Know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I get what you're saying. You mean that It is extremely risky to quit now Mm -hmm. and how unpredictable and uncertain life is. It is unknown to us if we can even get another job easily or if we do get the job, it is a question whether we can even secure that regularization and sustain it. But with what you just said, this tells us that It is only not job security that can make people stay. (laughs) (laughs) What could be the other reasons why people quit their jobs? 
that's what I'd like for us to uncover this week. Why people quit or resign. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings us to our episode today. That one turn over. Mm-hmm. I know last week in our first work series, we briefly touched into this and mentioned that most common reason why people quit their jobs is their bosses. Mm-hmm. But let's dive into all the other reasons, right? So what's your reason, Rose? <laughs> the reason why I left my first full-time job as a call center agent was because I did not see my future in it. I can stay, but my long-term goal was simply not aligned to it. What's your goal? <laughs> when I was in college, I wanted to become a marketing manager of a well-known company here in the Philippines like Unilever and Pfizer. And I know staying in the BPO industry wouldn't get me there. So I left and took a job offer from another company, which had something to do with marketing, of course. Sounds like a valid reason, right? (laughs) But it's not Unilever or Pfizer. (laughs) Are you kidding me? (laughs) I hate you. Bakit ba? It led me in the right direction. <laughs> okay, okay. For the love of marketing, sige. What about you? What were your reasons before, Kim? My reasons? Nothing. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. let me think. What are the reasons I resigned? I also shifted and pursued marketing. And I remember that I didn't plan to move from one company to another. But the opportunity presented itself. I was approached by an HR recruiter via LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. I went into the process and like the role, it seems promising. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Then I took the offer. It was more of change of career paths and career progression as well. Yes, and I know these changes, career paths, and progression may happen not only outside your present job role, but also within. It really depends on your reasons. All right, Kim, you carry on. <laughs> um, Another reason, and I'm not sure if this is a common reason. When I was a fresh grad, you know how, as a fresh grad, you have all this energy. Mm-hmm. And you're leaving with your ideals and you want to find a job that, that you are so passionate about. So I was looking for a place and a role that could jumpstart my career mm-hmm. and set a good foundation as a professional. I wanted to learn from the company and the leaders I worked with. But I realized after a while, I observed some practices that I do not or no longer align with my values. Hence, I decided to go. I really wanted to build a good foundation for myself. Make sure that I am working in an environment that can support my growth and have a leader to push me, back me up, and help me develop professionally and personally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know this sounds like a perfect dream, but... 
reality strikes. <laughs> and when it does, I know in myself that I should do something about it. That's why I left. Wow. Never thought of that when I started working, Kim. You were really mm-hmm. mature. <laughs> I learned that eventually and found out that we should not only focus on the usual reasons why we are working. For example, salary and job title or getting promoted. Yeah, but salary and job title could be factors for some. I guess additional compensation and benefits are one of the motivators why people go to work every day. It's okay if those are the reasons why you move to a different company. Mm-hmm. Sometimes our priority changes over time. And in reality, our needs can trump our wants. Yeah. Unfortunately, some people don't have that luxury and liberty to choose. There are some companies who were forced to decide to let go of their employees due to the pandemic, for example. And some companies need to save and it affects the employees overall. And in that scenario, handling that would be different. Mm -hmm. But going back to those who have a chance to think and choose to quit, what is important is, I guess for me, to be clear about your reasons for exiting. Mm -hmm. You know how in interviews they ask, why do you want to leave your current job? And I asked that question too to anyone I interviewed before. Hiring managers want to know why you're leaving so they can learn more about what's important to you in a job and how you handle undesirable situations in the future. What I do, and this is, I guess, a practical way for me to really understand what I really want is I ask myself some questions like what are my career goals? Where do I want to be in five years from now or even 10 years from now? Mm -hmm. What are my needs? What are my current needs? Am I happy or unhappy with how I'm treated (laughs) at work? Do I dread going to work? Is there any discomfort that I feel and is this discomfort temporary or permanent and what kind of workplace or environment and culture I wanted to be in mm-hmm. what are my relationships like with my manager and co-workers does the company's mission and vision align to what I believe in and what I'm passionate <laughs> about What are my values, really? And do I have a plan or at least a job lined up for me if I decided to go? Mm -hmm. What needs to change for me to feel great about staying if I am, you know, leaning towards staying with my current job? Mm -hmm. And do any of these questions make sense? (laughs) Why or why not? I ask myself those questions before I make a decision. Mm-hmm. Well, I can simply say, Kim, I told you from the beginning, there's a lot <laughs> to ask and consider. So let's not bother to leave. 
I want to challenge that idea. Are you really sure that we should not bother to leave? <laughs> I'd say mm-hmm. sometimes quitting is a virtue. I know patience is. How does quitting become a virtue? <laughs> yes, patience is a virtue. Having that determination, passion, resilience, and grit is something that we advocate for. And I believe that it helps us achieve our goals and dreams, being patient. Mm-hmm. I'm up for that example. If J.K. Rowling quit from all the rejections she got when she was trying to publish Harry Potter, <laughs> mm-hmm. I will never call myself a Potterhead and Harry Potter wouldn't exist. And if Walt Disney decided to stop his craft after being turned down multiple times, you wouldn't be tearing up or enjoying those Disney stories and movies and you won't be singing your Disney songs, Rose. Mm -hmm. I guess if they're impatient enough and they didn't persevere enough, nothing would happen. We won't see all of these things come into fruition. These are values worth following and respecting. These are all essential. But what I guess I'm saying is that anything in extreme can go against us. If you have more than what you have, it can also put us in a blind spot and can do serious harm for us Mm -hmm. or more problems in the long run. Example, I had a friend who resigned a few months back because... This person can take how his boss deals with them as employees. They describe the boss as slave driver, cold, mm-hmm. ruthless, and straight arrow dictator boss. And in that case, we can say that they're working for a bad boss. <laughs> yeah. And my friend and their team fought hard about what they should do. They think it true, which is good. They think twice or tries about leaving. And they mm-hmm. said that. If they stay, they can help their boss change. Yeah. And it may do good to them to learn how to deal with difficult people, which is really a great perspective. I, I can't deny that's a very positive perspective. So they tried. They've initiated conversation to understand their boss. They did some steps to mitigate things from getting worse. But I guess nothing changed. Mm -hmm. The tyranny turned into abusive behaviors. Then this friend of mine, as they tried all those steps, he didn't notice that it also consumed him. He wasn't the performer and creative person at work that we know and me as an outsider i started to see that he got immune to this boss and he swallowed everything and it turned him to the easily irritated agitated stressed and angry person Mm. i'd say yes they've exhausted all options for trying to make it better to the point that it didn't do good to any of them Mm -hmm. So, my question really is, when will you know when to stop? I guess in that situation, when they're dragging each other down and they're going on a spiral downward loop, that's the kind of blind spot you'd want to avoid. Mm -hmm. You really need to pause there and ask yourself if you're somewhat chasing something you can't catch and you need to go. Because you've done your part, but 
maybe you can begin to dig your way out already. <laughs> yes. If we are blinded, our decisions why we quit might not keep us to stay and it will lead to a series of never-ending decisions of leaving or staying. So that's why I'm in support of what you've mentioned about being clear on the reasons. It should be definite. Think not only of the short term, but the long term. I suggest to find a balance between the two. I remember I was given the opportunity to choose between two job offers and that was one of the toughest decisions I've made, I Mm -hmm. would say. Both offers had almost the same salary, benefits, and job title. They only differ in two aspects. First one is I'll get the chance to work again with my previous manager and that's gonna make work easier versus working with a team full of strangers which requires a lot of adjustments Mm -hmm. second difference is the location first job offer was in Makati second offer was in Ortigas which offer do you think I accepted none (laughs) (laughs) you stick to your current job (laughs) no that's wrong I think through it, of course, and I chose the second job offer because Mm. of location. It is convenient and near to my place. I know I may sound shallow for picking location as my tiebreaker, but that's what I want to point out. Mm -hmm. That even with the simplest reason, and even for some it may not make sense, I know deeper than me that it would serve my long-term plan or the future. Location was something I needed to consider in the long run to save time rather than choosing to work with my previous manager, which should have been an easier road. Mm -hmm. Again, it all ends up to what's important to us. That's actually smart and practical. As long as you will benefit and you are at peace with your decision, that's great. Before starting a new job, one tip is to make a list of reasons to quit. <laughs> we have to deal with our deal breakers in our romantic relationships. And we need them also in our work relationships too. To avoid rationalizing bad decisions. And it's best to decide up front what's acceptable and unacceptable in terms of our boss, our job, or culture. Mm-hmm. So, Rose, we laid out multiple reasons why people quit. But on the side of managers, before their best employees decides to take that leap of faith, how can managers keep their best employees from quitting? I am not a manager, so this is just a perspective of an employee I think Mm -hmm. manager should begin right after an employee gets hired they have to know and understand their values their goals and motivations as an employee myself I think this is the first step for me to know that my manager wants to keep me because he or she knows what matters to me it's like me giving them a hint what will make me stay okay But what if (laughs) we are off to a good start, my manager and I, my manager was so involved, 
But then, after a few months or years, the boss distanced himself or herself. And it seems like I don't know if I matter to that boss. Mm-hmm. Or maybe the job design doesn't fit my needs and my motivations have changed. Mm. What should I do? We can go back to the basic of why's. We know that there is an underlying reason which we really don't know what. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) I guess employees become attracted to their work when they're connected with the meaning behind the job, the Mm -hmm. whys. And you can help remind them, your employees, what the work means in terms of end result impact for the company and the people it serves. Mm -hmm. I try this approach to my direct reports. I try to share with them why we are doing a certain project and provide them the line of sight to the bigger picture how it affects the overall goal because basically they need to understand how our actions and programs affect everything else this will give them more responsibility too i hope it's working but Mm -hmm. if you are listening don't submit a letter of you know what <laughs> Joke. that's not a threat <laughs> also know that when people are having fun and if basically they won't leave the mm-hmm. key is to approach the job with a flexible mindset looking for opportunities to mold it into a more enjoyable beneficial work for the employees mm-hmm. Sometimes the decision to exit was because of the work itself. They left when their job wasn't any more enjoyable, their strengths weren't being used, or there's no investment in learning and growth, or they weren't just growing in their careers. And I think we also mentioned in our previous episode how genuine care is important. Mm-hmm. And it all takes intentionality. For instance, I remember the sales representative I worked with who absolutely values her relationship with people, which suited her current sales role. And at the same time, she's good at managing customer accounts and call logs, planning, which was part of her responsibility but rarely tapped into. So her manager Mm -hmm. intentionally got her involved in planning big meetings for teams and other functional teams, which she enjoyed. She excitedly carried the task and extra responsibility for a year while excelling on her core role until she eventually evolved into a full-time team leader and program coordinator. Mm -hmm. I guess this is the best use of her energy talent for the company and she grew within that sphere which i truly love as an example Mm. and i'd say large portion of our days are spent at work personally when i feel like work feels like home meaning a family of course with its boundaries it is even harder to quit That's why I envy those companies or managers who can create that safe environment for their employees. Mm -hmm. 
keeping your employees will become easy when you start it with an open conversation, an open door policy, which makes a leader listen more. You clearly stated that quality came from the last episode we aired, that one leader. When you decide or if you decide to leave, that is totally fine. Nothing is wrong with that. There's just a right reason and a wrong one, so we have to carefully examine to see our options when we have to. Mm-hmm. Quitting is hard because it also carries an implication that you gave up, that you did not try hard enough or were not good enough to make it work. But it doesn't always mean that way. It doesn't mean you're a quitter or a loser or you're not resilient or passionate enough to do it. Mm -hmm. The reality, as Seth Godin so aptly puts it, is that the motivational quote that tells you, air quotes, quitters never win and winners never quit are wrong. Winners quit all the time. They just quit the right stuff at the right time. Mm. Think about it. Ask yourself those questions and decide. There's wisdom in pulling the plug. Whatever your decision is, it is always a good one. How are you holding up at work today? Tell us what's that one reason you'd say it's time to turn over and move forward with my job. Thanks for listening to That One Thing Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Follow our social media account at That One Thing PH. Did you enjoy this episode? Let us know and leave us a message. You can also ask a question in the link in the description. Be sure to tune in every other Friday for new episodes. Thank you.